Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and I've got an episode today that addresses a fairly common issue that I haven't had to deal with this in a long time. I rewired my brain a long time ago, so I don't even think this way anymore, but it comes up a lot in our community, especially among those who are fairly new to making money online. For those who are trying to set up their business for the first time and trying to figure out what it means to have your own business and to have a business that operates fully on the internet. And the main theme today is, I think, do it afraid is kind of the theme of this, which is a popular phrase that a lot of folks have embraced when it comes to kind of plowing through life and just getting things done. But in this case, it's not some big, risky, bold statement to embrace that approach when it comes to launching and growing a business online, doing it afraid. That's just how it's done. That's really the only obstacle standing in your way. And let me be very specific. We encounter a lot of people having coached thousands of people, literally at this point, thousands of people on helping them start and launch and grow a business online. We've encountered a lot of people that the stumbling block they just can't get past is on the same list. I could brainstorm it with my primary coaches and some of the leaders in our community. We could brainstorm a list of probably about 40 to 50 things that are very common that our new students run into and they treat them as these insurmountable roadblocks and they inevitably get caught in the tangle. Let me give you what a few of those are. I don't have a business plan. I don't even have a name for my business yet. I don't have business cards. I haven't registered. I don't have a tax ID. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Like all that stuff that they taught you in business school that you have to do before you can launch a business, throw it out the window. Can I just give you some simple homework and then maybe you can skip this whole episode entirely? Although I think you'll enjoy some of the other content. Let me just give you some simple homework. Go buy something at the store. I don't care what it is. Come home. Sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Take a picture of it. Sell it for a loss. I don't care. There you go. You're in business now. Your first transaction, you lost a little money, but now you've got an online business. You didn't need a business card. You didn't need a business plan. You didn't need anyone's permission. You didn't need an accountant. You didn't need to write a letter to anybody and ask permission to do anything. You just bought something and then you sold it using the internet. Congratulations. You now have an internet business. Done. That simple. And I know that of the, let's say we have a thousand people who are new to selling online that heard what I just said, maybe a hundred of you would do it. 10% would actually go through and follow through and actually buy something and then sell it. It's just not how we're wired as a culture. And it confuses me. I don't understand why more people don't just get in and do it. Take the steps, the stuff we teach around here. We just passed 500 reviews on this podcast, meaning 500 people have written down their thoughts about this podcast on the iTunes platform alone. Now, I'm not sure where you're listening to this show today, but there's about, I don't know, 30 popular podcast apps that are very, very commonly used. And iTunes is still the most popular one. So we kind of keep an eye on reviews there. Uh, We try to monitor as many as we can, but we just happened to pass 500 written reviews of this show on the iTunes platform, which is a benchmark that the vast majority of all podcasts will never reach. So we're celebrating and thought maybe 
I could just read to you number 500. It says, uh, this is from someone named Gunny. And it was left uh, here just a couple days ago as I'm reading this. It said they've received a $1 million education. I've gained so much insight into the intricacies of how to run a successful online business that I feel guilty that this podcast costs me nothing, says Gunny. I'm sure I'll get over that. Keep them coming, Jim and team. Well, thank you, Gunny. That is a great 500th feedback comment for this show. And it really emphasizes the point that I'm making, which is why I shared it. There's just not a barrier there standing between you and what you'd like to do using the internet to generate income. Stop creating these fake barriers. Here's another one that we see all the time. This comment has me almost pulling my hair out when I see it because I've seen it. Remember, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years now. So there's really nothing new. You're sitting there saying, oh, but Jim, you've never seen my situation. Yeah, we have. We've probably seen it about 500 times, whatever your situation is. Well, I've got young kids at home and, you know, we're caring for an elderly parent and and I still have a whole lot of time. I'm working a couple jobs and I'm, I'm really trying to support my spouse and their dream. And there's just no time to fit this in. Yeah, we've seen that dozens of times, dozens and dozens of times. Well, I'm kind of sick. I can't really get out. You know, or I'm kind of slow learning stuff that has to do with business. I've never really actually even used a computer a whole lot. Yeah, we've seen that dozens and dozens of times. I don't care what your story is. If you have the internet, if you have the capacity to hear the words I'm speaking right now and understand and comprehend them, you have the skill set required to make money using the internet creatively and to grow an incredible business. So what is that other common issue we see that makes me want to pull my hair out? Well, it's this. Hey, Jim, I bought the Proven Amazon course about three months ago, and I'm almost all the way through it, and I can't wait to get started. Oh my goodness, that drives me nuts. That's probably the one that pushes me over the edge the fastest when I see it and hear it, because it tells me that it's not a failure on the part of the student by any means. It tells me that we haven't communicated clearly enough that when you purchase our proven Amazon course, it is not designed the way most course you've ever experienced. It's not designed the same way. It's not a book you sit down and read from cover to cover. It's a library of modules that are constantly changing and being updated. You don't go to a library and say, oh, I can't go on with my life until I've read all these books. Never mind the fact that they're coming and going and being updated constantly. You can't finish the Proven Amazon course. By design, you will never finish the Proven Amazon course. No one ever has. With God's help, no one ever will because we're updating it constantly. Welcome to the world of constant change. Welcome to a world where those who take action, even if they're kind of stumbling and doing it afraid, are the ones that are winning. So you don't take this course thinking you'd take it from, from start to finish. You get in, you get started with a module that makes sense to you, you take action, you build upon that, and you're always in learning mode. That's the secret. So if you think you're going to go step one, two, three, four, five, and then launch your business based on the steps you just read and things are going to fall into place perfectly, no, where you live in the world matters. Who you know, what connections you have, what businesses you're near, what products are in your part of the world that just aren't abundant in other parts of the world. All of these are advantages and disadvantages that make your unique situation uniquely yours. And the course is going to 
basically put some new glasses over your eyes that allows you to see the world differently and to see opportunity everywhere. There's a book that I've got in the back of my brain. If you go back to podcast episode number 50, I talk about this subject more in depth, but it's all the things that I had to unlearn for my traditional public education and college education, attending a state-run university, all the things I had to unlearn from that education before I even had a chance to succeed as an internet-based entrepreneur. And to back up and add some credibility here, guys, the success level is being noticed on some big levels around here. I just got back from Washington, D.C. a few days ago, had a chance to meet with some folks who are very active and involved in trying to encourage entrepreneurs there's a panel that's being formed. I'm going to be speaking in front of hundreds of business owners, business leaders, government leaders about the topic of how the internet has changed business and business opportunity and how the pace has picked up and opened up the doors for so many people, how few resources we really need in order to launch an incredible business now. We don't need huge agencies and long drawn out educational cycles to teach people how to take advantage of the business opportunities. That's going to be one of the things I'm going to talk about. So this is getting noticed from many areas. But if, if you suffered through, and yes, I use that word intentionally, if you've suffered through a very regulated, methodical, step-by-step, here's the curriculum, start on page one, finish at the end of the book, take a test, that kind of thinking, while it may stuff your head with some facts, and this isn't an anti-education podcast episode, but while it stuffs your head with facts, and maybe you can take a decent test on that topic, it certainly doesn't prepare you for the world of entrepreneurship. And I've just given you an exact specific example, but let me be very clear. If you take the Proven Amazon course and you approach it the way you would approach a typical classroom course, textbook, that sort of thing, you're at a huge disadvantage because you're thinking to yourself, well, I've got to complete the course so I know the subject matter before I can move on into the real world and apply what I've learned. No, no, no. That's why we are about 15 years ahead of every university out there teaching entrepreneurship. Because the first step in their mind is to, well, okay, here's an interesting topic. We've got to form a department. And now we've got to hire some professors. And now we need to create some content and some curriculum. And by the time they go through all those stages, steps, and spend all that money and approved all those committees, the content that they set out to teach is now seven years old, eight years old, 10, 12, 15 years old right? The only way to do this business is to stay on the edge of what's happening right now and to do it afraid. When a new platform comes out, you don't wait for someone to write a book about it. You jump in and you try it. You register, you sign up, and you give it a shot. You don't wait for the success stories two years from now of the people who did that. You jump in and you try it. Hopefully that's making sense. Do it afraid jump in there not knowing what you're doing. And I'm not sure how to how I can say this more clearly and with more passion and more conviction. I say this more, I find myself saying what I'm about to say more and more all the time. I was far more confident about building internet businesses 15 years ago than I am now. I'm better at it now, more effective. I can see a winner from a mile away now. I couldn't then, but I'm less confident now because there's just so much happening. There's so many different possibilities now. You know, your, your typical maze, think of yourself trying to solve a maze. This image just popped in my head. 
typically when you're doing a maze, you know, on paper, you put your pencil down and you avoid the walls and you kind of go from start to finish. There's one path that gets you from the start to the finish. And a lot of people look at business that way. Well, I've got to make all the right turns to get from point A to point B. Otherwise I'm a failure. And I've got to, which is a horrible word in our culture, which by the way, is one of those other lessons you have to learn to succeed as an internet-based entrepreneur. Failure isn't your enemy. It's your friend. You've got to be failing constantly. I'll explain why that is. Business online is not like a maze that you've got to solve. Well, you start at point A and you dodge and you duck and you you go up, you go down, you go left, you go right. You got to find the perfect path and then you win in the end. It's not like that. That's the way business has always been taught. It's not like that. It's more like opening up a door of opportunity and in front of you are eight doors. And here's the deal. All of those doors are more opportunity. It's not as if you've got to pick the right one door to avoid disaster because all the other doors are disasters. No, all eight doors are opportunities. So which one do you go through next? Well, if you try to go through all eight of them, that's going to be confusing, but you got to kind of commit like, all right, I'm going to go for it. Well, there's opportunity there. And behind that door, there's more doors and they're all opportunity. It's like a maze that you can't lose. But if that freezes you and you just put your pencil on the paper and you freeze because you have so many options, and so many ways that you could build an incredible business and you freeze in place, well, that's how you lose. That's the only way you lose. But if you move forward a little afraid, move forward thinking, ah, oh, you know, maybe I should have turned left back there when I turned right, but hey, this is still going great. So I'm going to double down and keep building what I know. That's how you win. The only way to lose is to freeze. That might be a good title of a book about how the new economy works. The only losers are the ones who are standing still. There's a huge lesson in that. I've mentioned before the Hebrew lessons about money and blood, the biblical lessons there. Money and blood are the same word you remember in Hebrew. They have overlapping meanings. They're concepts that overlap, same letters being used to spell out those words. Blood's got to be moving or becomes useless. Just like money, it's got to be moving or becomes useless. If you bear it in a tin can in your backyard, just like we learned in the parable of the talents in Matthew in the New Testament, if you've ever read that story, the parable of the talents was, hey, you got to get your money out there moving, building, doing things. Because if you just bury it in your backyard, that's disaster. That's bad. Same thing with us. You got to be moving. You got to be moving. Got to go be going forward. And when you don't know what to do, I've advised my kids on this. You get your business to a point, you're like, ah, I don't know what the next step to do is. I'm not sure here. I'm kind of frozen. You know what unfreezes you every single time? Some old fashioned advice here, but it works every single time. Think about it for a second. I'll let you think about this. What we do, you're kind of frozen. Oh, I've got so many opportunities here got so many challenges here. I'm not even sure what I should tackle next. I'm a little, I'm a little out of sorts. Got one of those days where, man, I get, do I go for A, B, C, D, E, or F? I just don't know right now. And it kind of freezes you. What do you do? What advice would you give someone who's in that position? What advice would you give yourself? Here's exactly what you should do. In my opinion, pick up the phone, call a partner, call someone you've worked for or worked with in the past, call a potential prospect. Get on the phone, have a conversation that unfreezes you every single time. Because remember, business is ultimately about relationships. Do it afraid. But Jim, I don't like being on the phone. I don't care. Do it anyway. Talk to people, interact with people. Jim, I don't like going out to these events and hanging out. I'm an introvert. I like to be at home. I don't care. No one else does either. Get out there and do it anyway. Do it afraid. That's a prerequisite. It's a requirement if you're going to succeed in business. You've got to get over yourself, move past yourself and do it. Speaking of which, there's a um, great conversation that popped up over the weekend as I'm recording this, and it fits very well with this theme. 
it started with podcast episode number 85, which has been a, a while back, but it's still a great conversation about the role of profanity in business and talking about getting out there and interacting and being around other people and, and building relationships. You know, the, the premise, and I'm not going to dive deep into it, but as you've come to hopefully appreciate about this show, we don't have guests on here who use profanity. I don't bring them on the show, or if I do, I ask them to please, you know, to uh, set that aside for the purposes of this show, because we've got a lot of kids that listen to this show. We've got a lot of families, a lot of homeschool families. They listen to this show as a family, and we just have a higher standard, and I'm not apologetic for it. But one of the things that, that I and millions of others around the world have decided to do is limit our content choices only to those who don't dwell on the profane. And I explain what that is and the timeless delineation of what's profane and what isn't. It's a pretty easy thing to identify. It's not like it's drifting from culture to culture or it changes over time. Profane has always been profane and it always will be profane. And it's pretty easy to identify once you study it for a moment. That's podcast episode number 85, if you want to dive into it. And there was a post that I did on Facebook on this topic as well about profanity. And the only reason I bring that up, it was very popular, by the way, I'll put a link to it in the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast. On my personal page, within just you know a day or two, a bunch of shares and a bunch of people commenting. It was a really great conversation. So I encourage you to jump over and read it. Uh, but I was talking about all these authors now, all the content creators, especially in the internet marketing space, who it seems to me that that the pinnacle of creativity to them is to inject profanity into their messaging and the attempt at being authentic. Oh, that's just so authentic. The way he can drop in the F-bombs is perfectly timed. And oh, it's just, I find it energizing. I get that. Okay. I'm not trying to take that from anybody and, and God bless him. You do your business the way you want to do it. But I'm just pointing out the fact that there's millions of us who will avoid and write off your content instantly if you choose to operate that way. I've never been a part of a business conference where people walked away saying, man, it would have been so much better if the speakers had injected more profanity into their messages. It was good, but man, it could have been so much better if they just would have, you know, dropped some profanity in there occasionally, at least, you know, because I don't think they were authentic. They just weren't authentic. You know, they told some great stories about their lives, but man, it just didn't quite hit me as well as it could have because there was no profanity. I've never heard that feedback. Now, maybe you think that way. Write me if you do, but I've never heard that. What I have heard too many times to count is people who say, man, I, I wish I could listen to that guy's content, but I got my kids in the car with me when I do, and he's just over the top profane. Like You just never know when he's going to drop an F-bomb and when he's going to get our thoughts drifting off onto topics that are reserved for the privacy of a restroom or the privacy of a marriage. You know, I don't get it. Why would you force people to drift into those directions? What does this have to do with getting out of your comfort zone and hanging out with other people? If you can do it the right way while respecting them and making it about them, making it about the other people. So I'm talking to you, Mr. and Mrs. Introvert. You'd rather be home and rather not reach out or pick up the phone or go out and, and talk or hang out with people, get into those small groups that we encourage in our group. You don't want to do that. Well, make it about the other people and magic things begin to happen. That's the secret of success in business. Make it about the other person. This is my strongest argument again for profanity. It's not that I'm necessarily offended. Most people who take a stance against what they limit 
It's not that we're offended or put off or crushed or devastated when we hear certain words. That's not it at all. It's that we recognize there's a lack of sensitivity towards our preferences. So if you go into situations and you're sensitive to the preferences of others and you serve them well and you build relationships, you ask them questions like, hey, what are you working on? How can I help? You're going to build some incredible relationships. Your business is going to explode. And for free, for no charge, we've created a community where you can hang out with people who think this way. We even help you break into small groups of people who live near you. You can stick a pin in our map, find out who lives near you, get together with them, and get together with other people who are interested in doing business the right way, building ethical businesses, using the internet creatively, doing exciting things together, forming partnerships on projects. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful way to do business. So hopefully you can see why I connected the topic of profanity into this conversation today. And if it doesn't make sense to you, go listen to episode number 50 of this podcast and hopefully it will. And this is a topic where I know full well, many, many people disagree, but here you are listening to my podcast, knowing full well that you can expect to hear zero profanity, but you're still here. Hey, that's pretty cool, right? So it's proof that it can work. And I'm not saying that if you use profanity, you're going to fail in life. There's certainly plenty of examples where that's not the case, but I would challenge that if there was a way to maintain your creative output without the use of profanity, your audience would be even larger because again, no one ever complains about a lack of profanity in a message. Okay. So I'll let you go enjoy and explore that one and, and check out, leave your feedback. Let us know what you think on uh, the article, because like I said, it's in the show notes. But to recap the point I wanted to make today and to summarize it, and hopefully I drive this point home, if you're stuck, you need to just do it anyway. You need to do it afraid. Don't take the whole course. If you buy the Proven Amazon course, go through the beginner module. It's going to take you very little time and you'll be making money using the internet and you'll be energized by that. All that other stuff, hiring a lawyer and what about taxes and what about getting a tax ID number and what about a business license for my community and my homeowners association doesn't even like when people run businesses out of their houses don't need to ask their permission ignore all of that ignore all of that go buy a product and sell it on facebook marketplace or sell it on ebay or better yet get on amazon where half of all internet transactions are happening in the united states go through the steps learn how it works lose a little money doing it. Use the Proven Amazon course to find all manner of creative ways to turn $5 into $20. Then you'll have some money and some excitement. You can go through all the little red tape details on a day when you're feeling really motivated and you can hammer through your whole list, okay? But put some money in the bank first. No one's going to come pound on your door and say, um, excuse me, I noticed that you made $50 last week on a transaction and you haven't done these 18 steps to set up your business. You need to go get an MBA right now, mister, and shut this whole thing down. No one's going to show up and do that. Trust me, it's never happened before. No one cares that you're running a little side hobby business. You know what's going to happen though? That little side hobby is going to turn into a whole lot more money very rapidly. You're going to have the money and the motivation to dot the I's, cross the T's, do some of that red tape stuff that none of us like. You can even pay someone else to do the red tape. That's what I do. I have no clue. I refuse to spend any time digging into the eight bazillion pages of tax code that regulate business in this nation. It's, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. 
how much is there. But I pay some people a whole lot of money to manage that for me. All I know is I got to write some big checks every once in a while and I know it's coming and they handle all that for me. But if I had started out trying to become a master of understanding the business code, I never would have made that first sale. So do it afraid, do it anyway, get out there, make that first sale, interact with customers, interact with your partners and build those relationships, sell something, meet people, pick up the phone. That's the first steps. And if you're going through the proven Amazon course, please don't make me pull out my hair. My hairline is already receding enough as it is. I'd rather keep what I got left as long as I can. So don't write me a letter or drop me an email or post in our Facebook group saying, well, I'm almost all the way through the proven Amazon course. I'm almost through it. I can't wait to start. No, don't do that because that course is going to continually grow and improve over time. You'll never get through it. You'll never get started. So don't do that. Hey, I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. The point could be lost because I drifted a little bit into a couple different directions, but hopefully one or two things that I said today pushes you in the right direction. Because as I'm sitting here in my office on this uh, it, it beautiful early in the week, and I was reading through some of the Facebook posts in our group, and here comes the success stories, just like they do every week. People that finally got started, people that jumped in, they joined our community, they took the lessons, they listened to the content, they made something happen. And here comes the success stories. It's just a beautiful feeling. I really want that for you. And I know that most people listening to this podcast, because it's just human nature, most people listening to business building podcasts haven't made any money yet. They're still stuck in that mode of, yeah, I'm still learning. Yeah, someday I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, still trying to figure out if this is legitimate or not. Don't let that be you. Be a part of that. 10, 15% who say, you know what? I know enough. I'm going to make this happen. You know how to buy things, right? Go do that. Then all you got to do is something equally as simple. Turn around and sell it back to someone else. It's not complicated. Get your legs under you. Get that momentum going in the right direction. We all started somewhere. Every one of us remember that first thing that we sold and we can tell a story about it. And it's funny and we fell on our face and we maybe lost money and our instincts were off, but we learned and we took a step forward. And that step turned into more steps. And then the doors of opportunity began opening in front of us in ways that you will not believe. There's never been a better time in human history to start and launch and grow a business thanks to the internet and all the opportunity that it brings us. Don't create all these nonsensical roadblocks in your mind that simply aren't there. That's what I had to unlearn. I mentioned episode number 50, where I, all the things that I had to unlearn from my education, that that was one of them, all these fake roadblocks that we put in our mind, that you've got to get an MBA, that you've got to get investors, that you got to have a business plan, got to get permission from your, your state and your city and your county and your homeowners association and your neighbors. And you know, no, don't do that. Just start selling stuff and then take the challenges as they come. You have permission. This is me officially granting you permission. Sell stuff. Do it. Make it happen. Join the 0.0001% of us who have conducted a business transaction as a business owner. Do it. Get out there and do it. All right? Let us know how it goes. We're here to support you every step of the way. I think I'm going to cut this one off right here. God bless you, business building warrior. I love doing these episodes. I hope you found this encouraging. 
just want to remind you one last thing before we jump off of here. Hey, we're going to be adding sponsors to the show very soon if we haven't already. Just give you a little heads up, little spots in the middle, maybe towards the end of the show. We've got quite a few of them who have expressed an interest at this point, but I'm just doing several episodes where I'm kind of giving you a warning. Hey, we're going to have some sponsors, but these are all people that we've gotten to know. They have great products and services that people in our community are using or that we're using ourselves. And if you're interested in that, please jump over to silentgym.com slash podcast and get in front of several thousand creative business building warriors from around the world every day, literally every day, thousands of people consuming our content. If you want to get in front of those good people, hey, here's a way to do it. Help us make sure that I take good care of the team behind this podcast. There's some really great people helping put together every episode. We want to pay them well because they do good work and this show's growing. All right. I will talk to you very soon. It's been a blast. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much in this episode and that you walk away with some really good challenging content. Can't wait to do it again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.